Welcome to Machine Learning Anomaly Detection. Okay, I want to talk about local outlier factor. The LOF works well with high dimensional data sets. It can be faster than K nearest neighbor or isolation forest. Um, points can be used to score the local outlier factor LOF. And points with lower density are classified as outliers. Points with higher de densities will be clusters. And so we can, we can plot the clusters out. We can plot the outliers out. And it makes for a uh, really efficient way to find anomalies. So we can import the LOF from pyod.models.lof. Uh, we set the contamination factor to 0.003, our na nearest neighbors to 20, and then we can fit our data. So we can find the outliers by taking the um, LOF model variable and look at labels underscore equal equal one. That's our outliers, and then we can apply that to our data set. Now we can change these contamination, we can change the contamination parameter from 0 0.003 to 0 0.03, and we can see how that affects us by looking at the probabilities. So we'll take our LOF dot predict underscore proba, and that returns back our probabilities. We find in our data set the number of occurrences of those, and then we'll look at uh, probs colon comma one and uh, find the create a boolean mask where the probability is greater than 0.5 and what we find is that that will reduce down the number of outliers so we can use probability to limit our um, outlier identification now one other thing that we might be interested in is using different metrics. And one metric that we could use for the LOF is Manhattan. And so we can plot that out. We can plot out our probabilities. And we can use um, our labels as the color. So we can use a scatter plot to do that. We can also then plot the radius of the decision function by building a, a coordinate system and then building a circle where it, the uh, around the coordinates and then fill in that circle. And then over the top of that, take our outliers and plot them. So then we can see we can see our data coordinates and we can then also see our uh, predicted probabilities where they're greater than 0.55 and plot them out. Uh, we can also take data and apply it to time series. So, Time series is where we convert our 
date column into date time. We can get the day of the week, the month, the day. And from that, then we can look at things like stock prices to plot out a range. So the time series is based is time sensitive and we can then plot out a range. Now, one of the uh, classifiers that is useful with time series is the median average, the MAD. And MAD can be instantiated and fit over the data and then we can fit predict it where it's equal to one and then print out our outliers. So in a data set, we can then see what uh, prices are in the outlier range. They might be, for example, periods of high volatility might indicate outliers that are either in the negative or positive range to the, the normal price distribution on that particular stock. Now, we can also fit iForest over the data, same data, and do a predict prob. And then to increase accuracy, we could say uh, probs colon comma one greater than 0.7. And so those outliers would be more accurate. Now, one of the podcast I talked about was uh, decomposition uh, using uh, applying decomposition for outliers uh, on time series data and basically we can take that data and look at seasonality trend and noise uh, seasonality refers to repeating patterns in the time series like for example maybe it's in the fall that you see a repeat pattern on purchases or renewing of subscriptions. Uh, residues are fluctuations, noise, outliers, or values not explained by either seasonal or trend. Okay, so residuals is a type of variance, and so you're doing variance analysis, and that might tell you how stable your predictions are or how uh, volatile or unpredictable your predictions will be. Okay, so we can do things like uh, use the seasonal decomposition that comes from statsmodels.tsa.seasonal, and we can import our seasonal decomposition, feed the, our, our data, our price data into it uh, based on a time series range or a period of, of inter or a period of particular occurrences. So like if we want to do 365, we'd say period equals 365. And then we can get the results and then we can do seasonal trend and residue and uh, plot them out. And then that will give us an idea of, um, of how that stock is performing. Now, if you have a lot of residue, that might indicate that there's a lot of unpredictable behavior in that stock. Now, outlier assemblies can also be used, and they are really good. They combine two or more classifiers, and the predictions are more stable. 
So we might take, for example, k nearest neighbor and then get a, a um, mean score. We could get the probability score. So we calculate probabilities off of it. And then we take the estimator. We do predict proba get the probabilities, and then we'll get the mean score on those probabilities and the median score, and look to see where the probabilities are greater than 0.65 for our outliers, and then we can then identify what those outliers are. So we can take more, we can take multiple estimators, like we can take K nearest neighbor, we can take LOF, we could take iForest, we could take MAD, and look to see what their scores are. And we can also then combine all those scores together and then get a mean score average and a medium score average. And then identify the probabilities between all three classifiers. So that, that gives you a more kind of efficient way to do this. Um, we can do quantile transformers. We can fit transform them. We can put in our estimators. We can get their probabilities. And then uh, we can find the outliers. And the reason we can use the QT quantile transformer is it reduces the noise in the network. It's kind of like a standard min-max scalar. It's going to take the data and normalize it. So that reduces the effect of noise on within the model. So how do we deal with outliers? Well, outliers can be used to identify tumors, cybersecurity, fraud. Basically, um, outliers can occur for multiple reasons, typos, measurement errors, human mistakes, so forth. And also maybe insufficient sampling of data to draw conclusions or that the data is missing in the target distribution. And then the last thing is natural variability. We can also use general linear models to uh, analyze and get an idea of, you know, about magnitude. We can use quantile regression. General linear models are really good because it's based on the Bayesian, um, Bayesian theorem. So you can have limited amount of data to uh, generalize your equation. Okay, so that's about it. And uh, that's uh, part three of my analysis on anomaly detection.